The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. Sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA and around the world, good morning. We, we includes me, Gary McNamara, he, Eric Harley. Hello. Making sure I get the pronouns right. Yeah. Uh, well, welcome to the show. <laughs> so, so happy you're here. Uh, all right, you ready? Because we, we were doing right. we were doing the story yeah. on the survey. Yeah. Uh, that uh, Rasmussen took. Rasmussen did the survey for the Heartland Institute. Mm-hmm. More than one in five voters said they committed fraud. If they voted by mail or if they voted for if they voted for someone else by mail, the survey asked those who voted by mail in 2020, if they filled out a ballot in part or in full on behalf of a friend or family member, such as a spouse or child to which 21% said they had done so. Mm. In addition, 17% of mail in voters in the 2020 election, said they cast a ballot in a state where they were no longer a permanent resident. 17%. Now, I look at that one and go, probably easier to admit uh, that uh, you uh, filled out a ballot in part or full for a friend uh, or family member. Right. To say you voted, you know, that. I voted in another state, that number might be lowballed too, quite a bit. Because that was seventeen percent. Well I yeah, wouldn't want to admit yeah. that to a pollster. Well that's that's it. I, I because uh you know before the break, for those just joining us, I'm convinced that these numbers are higher because a lot of people would not want to admit that to it. I'm conv- I'm actually surprised this many people admitted to it. I know. Another seventeen percent of mail in voters said they signed a ballot on behalf of someone else. Also a violation of election law. The results of the survey are nothing short of stunning, said Justin Haskins uh, with the Heartland Institute uh, in a statement. The uh, survey- by the way, uh, to be clear on, on that previous statement, I'm not saying I would participate in this or that I would just you know want to lie to a pollster. But if I were the type of person that did something like that, you know, if you're 
if you're the type of person that doesn't take voting seriously and and voting in Illinois, you know, then, you know, when you actually live in another state. Uh, but wait a minute. That's legal in Illinois. Um, then, then, you know, you're probably also the type of person that's not going to tell a pollster the truth. Sorry, too late. I already yeah. called the Federal Election Commission. on. Yeah, that's OK. They won't catch me because I gave the false address on my ballot. <laughs> they can go to my house able in, to find you. They can go to my house in Poughkeepsie. Uh, another 10 percent of all voters said they know someone who admitted to casting a mail in ballot in a state where they are not a permanent resident. And 11 percent said they know someone who admitted to signing a mail in ballot on behalf of someone else in the 2020 election. So you're talking about because you look at it and you you would definitely have crossover between those who said that uh, they filled out a ballot in part or full for a friend, family member or spouse. There would be crossover with those uh, who said uh, that they signed a ballot on behalf of someone else. Mm. That's sort of the same thing. You filled yeah. in part of the ballot for them. Right. You yeah. actually signed the ballot for yeah, them. Yeah, that would be you. I would assume that if you're filling it in that, you know, at least the number of those people will also now, sign it for them. Now, now think about this, because we, we talked yesterday and we've talked many times before about the Trump civil trial, about mm-hmm. what fraud is. Mm-hmm. You sign a mail in ballot for someone else. That's right. That's legally fraud. Just to be clear, exactly, exactly. Uh, So yeah, so but and so you take the overlap into consideration. You're talking at least anywhere between thirty, probably thirty to thirty-five percent of people that committed some type of fraud in a mail-in ballot. Yeah, according to this, this, uh, this survey. So Mm -hmm. the 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 one thing, and and like I said, I if you would have asked Eric and I, have always been against it. If you've been a Long time listening to the show, whether it was 2020, 2016, 2012, whatever. Uh, I lived in I lived in Oregon mm-hmm. and was against mail in balloting, mm-hmm. and that was uh, 97 to 2000. Right, and I was against mail in balloting because of this. And the thing was, no, 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 there's no suspect, you know, fraud whatsoever. And I go, you don't even know if there is. Right, you can't say that. Right. You don't know because you're not there. But still, I figured it would be. Five seven percent something like that. My biggest thing with mail in balloting wasn't now seeing this survey. It is much more on the numbers, but my major beef has always been too many hands. Yeah, can be touching your ballot, and so right. at the minimum, the perce- perception is reality. And reality is reality. Well, chain of custody. And that's one of the chain things. Of custody, yep. That's one of the things in law enforcement. O.J. Simpson. That's one of the things in law enforcement that can, if you if if you are not, you know, uh, very precise about it and careful about it, can throw an entire case. And here, it's just as you know as important for our system that the chain of custody of that ballot is very small. Very simple to understand. Right. And so you and I have always agreed on that. That's one thing we, from the very beginning, nope, you walk in, you got to fill it out. Yep. But it's tough. So what? Right. 
And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just Something I've Noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. Do you know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. The number one thing that I want in an election is confidence. Well, that's it. And and, and that it's le- that it's legit. Well, if you, if, you have, to, if exactly. you have to get off, if you have to get off your big going back to yesterday's show, right? Big butt in order. <laughs> think right. it was about right. this time, big butt. <laughs> yeah. To to go up and vote, you 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 do it. Absentee ballots, I can understand. Soldiers, people out of the country, right? Yes, right. And you know, you look at it. It's in today's world, it just seems like a an, such an inconvenience to have to actually go anywhere to do anything, right? Well, why do I need to go to the store? They can deliver. Yeah. They, why do I need to, you know, do this when I can do that? Why do I need to actually even, you know, get up if if someone can do that for me and bring it to my door? Quiet it, voting. Exactly. <laughs> and and for me, it's always exciting. It's always. Oh, man. All right. Time to do this. Time to go in. You know, we um, had our uh, statewide election, uh, you know, recently um, and had a nice conversation with a gentleman uh, after he was outside um, at a legal distance. And he had a petition for uh, paper ballots only, you know, and I signed it. I'm, I'm all about that. I don't think that's going to happen in our lifetime, but I'm. That's I definitely am a proponent of that. And we got into talking about, you know, belief of of the integrity of the voting system itself. It's not that hard to understand. No, and, it's not. you know, because if you're on the left, you know, um, you know, then. All right. You've seen it, by the way. And they know they've seen it. Stacey Abrams or back in um, uh, early 2017. When when Nancy Pelosi was talking about the fact that, you know, Trump wasn't legitimately elected. I mean, these are it, it, it's it's happened a lot on both sides. Why are we even still asking the question? Why are we even having the conversation? Why isn't it just done by now? Because people don't care. That's why.
So you and I were talking about, you know, the the uh, you know online voting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, where Americans right. yeah. stand on that. Because, right. And it was really interesting because the first survey was done. This was by the American Bar Association did the mm. first survey March 9th through the 13th of 2020. Uh-huh. Now, mm. Trump declared a national emergency on the afternoon of the 13th, the last day of the survey. Mm. Now, in that poll 63 percent of respondents said they opposed americans having the ability to vote online Hmm. then came the stay-at-home orders and they're right here and scenes of wisconsin voters in protective masks standing in long lines to vote on april 7th the second survey began that day and continued to april 11th in that one a majority 53% 53% said, excuse me, 55% said they now supported the ability to vote online rather than polling in a polling booth. Hmm. So hmm. it changed once COVID hit. Yeah. And yeah. where the majority were for it at that point. But uh, it'd be interesting to see what it is today. Hmm. See, I'd be interesting to see how many Republicans. But again, if you are, if if you, and, and this is why I, I bet you that it would, I bet you if you took the polling, that you would find more Republicans that would want a simple voting system where you have to go in. Either paper ballot yeah. or a machine where you get your, you know, you get your, uh, you can see who you voted for. Right, right, and then right. you put that back into the machine again. Right, right. Chain of custody, no one except Not an you. issue. Right, exactly. Yeah, chain of custody, not a problem at that at that particular point. Right. Uh, and I bet you more Republicans than Democrats, even though Democrats have screamed, stolen election. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and think about this. In 2000, with all the hanging chads and everything else, oh yeah, you would think that Democrats would look at it and they would say, "No, we need to have we need to have voting uh, much much simpler." Yeah, you would think that you would think that 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 two thousand right. would have settled everything. Less chain of custody, less guessing, right? Where you would have absolutely know what the vote is from that particular person, right? You do whatever you can, and I believe you would have a much greater uh, Republican response to not having online or mail-in ballots than Democrats. Yeah. No, I think you're right. Yet both claim stolen elections. Right. Yeah. I, you know, it's, again, it just feels silly that we even have to talk about it. That it's even a debate at all. But you can't force people to care to put that kind of importance to it, especially in the age of convenience. You know, that's another thing that the COVID era did. Because now everybody delivers everything. (laughs) What do you want? You don't even have to get dressed. You know, you can you can sit and work in your pajamas all day from home and have all your groceries. Remember several years ago when the guy did the challenge from his home 
how can I survive without leaving my home? And it was, you know, based on delivery of food and everything else. And I, I don't know if it was a month. I can't remember. But these days, it's not just survival. People, re, there are many people that are just, now. if I can get it delivered, because it's convenience. And you have to apply that to the mindset of the elections. This is why I was curious about where the poll would be of how many people support voting online. You can't be serious about elections and say, oh, no, we should be able to vote online. You can't be serious about elections and say that. You just can't. The integrity of the election system is everything. And there are going to, because it's a human endeavor, there are going to be mistakes. There are going to be, there's going to be fraud. That's going to exist in every election. You and I have been saying that over the years. It exists to a certain extent in every election. But what do you do? You minimize the risk and opportunity for that fraud. Right. It's that simple. And, And the perception of possible fraud. Right. Exactly. Yes. Because you don't want to shake the confidence in the voting system, right. you know, when that perception is out there, it's, there's no need for it. 86690 Red Eye. This morning's USDA Farm Report is brought to you by Howes Products. Tested, trusted, guaranteed since 1920. Traquil, the word to describe weather conditions nationwide this week, not including a storm system traveling through the south and east. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. That will include the west, the northern and central plains, much of the Midwest, and into the northeast. Not only will it be dry, but temperatures will be at the very least normal to significantly above normal temperatures in some areas. The benefits of this weather pattern? It's really great for any final field work, including late season corn harvesting for not just field work, but farm maintenance activities, preparing for the holidays just wide open outside of the scope of the southern and eastern United States. Rippy adds, other than near normal temperatures in the upper Midwest and New England, weather should remain mild from now to Christmas Day across most of the nation. I'm Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C. This report brought to you by Cenex Fuels and Lubes. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Just uh, looking, uh, just an inflation uh, update, looking at uh, some of the uh, products you buy where inflation has skyrocketed, mm. much greater than the CPI inflation rate of 3.1% or the core inflation rate of 4%. Car insurance inflation nine, up 19.2% over the last year. And you and I were trying to figure out why. Is it because of the migration, people moving to different states are there more accidents i think number one is parts parts the the price of parts has gone through the roof Uh. and and the shipping for those parts uh the same thing um so that would be your main driver there and i'm just guessing i would have to look at a breakdown but i think that that that's probably uh, fairly reasonable and accurate 
on that uh, being one of the main drivers, but also one of the things that happens when you're driving a new route. Um, and this happens also with uh, commercial drivers. They find when, you know, when truck drivers uh, have a new route, uh, there's a greater incident of, of accidents uh, that happen. And, and my question would be, if you have a lot of people that are, migra- that are migrating to a different state, that are leaving New York, California, you know, moving to Texas or wherever they're moving from one place to the other, and they're driving a new route after being at home for a while, you know, that's another thing, too. A lot of people didn't drive uh, for a couple of years. The the car that we uh, slightly used, car that we bought for my wife recently, was somebody that bought it, and then it sat there because of COVID. They were working for, for uh, from home for a long time, and, and people weren't driving. But then you add to it, okay, they moved. A lot of people, even if they didn't move from a di- to a different state, then they probably moved, a lot of people moved to a different area, even a different part of town would be a new route. Uh, I just noticed my car, got my car insurance in. I'm probably up, because I got new car insurance three years ago, 80% higher than three years ago. Yeah. And I'm one of the safest drivers out there with no accidents. Yeah, no, same. And, I, and, and, yeah. and, mine's, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Uh, transportation inflation, which I guess right. is your transportation cost, 10.1% car Repair inflation, 8.5%. Mm-hmm. Rent inflation, 6.9%. Homeowner inflation, 6.7%. Home away from, uh, uh, home, excuse me, food away from home inflation, 5.3%. And electricity inflation, 3.4%. And again, we have to remind folks this is a compounding effect in terms of the prices. This means above the prices, the the high inflation of last year, last year, right. and which and the is year above before. the high inflation of right. the year before. Used car and truck prices increased one point six percent, not in a year, in a month. Wow. You're listening to Red Eye Radio from the Uniden America Studios. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carley, and I'm Gary McNamara. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. All right, a couple of things here. First, uh, I want forgot to say the, the, this earlier. I saw a tweet from Mike Pompeo yesterday. Which is really oh, yeah. interesting. Right, yeah. And he wrote, as Secretary of State, MIT canceled my campus speech about China because it risked offending Chinese students. Now these schools justify rampant anti-Semitism because of a commitment to free speech. You can go back and listen to our podcast about what we thought about yesterday, what happened to the Harvard president who was uh, mm. staying. Mm-hmm. If you want the short version of it, the Nazi mindset exists today, and it exists in the United States of America institutions of higher learning, including Harvard. Yep. 
the other thing here, uh, the uh, the impeachment inquiry. Yeah, right. Which I thought the Republicans did a pretty good job on it yesterday. Uh, I think that what's really hurt the Democrats is the fact that Hunter Biden's been charged. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. really I, the Democrats. And I really think that's what I really think that, number one, since they're saying they're going to have a vote this week, I believe they have the votes. Yeah. I yeah. don't think right. I don't think Johnson's going to make that mistake. Right. I think they've already checked it and they've got the votes and everybody is on board. I think also there is going to be pressure. Who was it? The uh, the senator from Connecticut yesterday, the Democratic senator from Connecticut. Uh, he said, oh, let me just see if I can find it here. Mm. If it's uh, if it's in this. Did I read it in this in this Vox uh, article? Yeah, here it is. Uh, things could get uglier. Even some of Biden's fellow Democrats have expressed concern about Hunter's conduct over the weekend. Senator Chris Murphy called the most recent charges legally justified. Mm. Well, as we all know, you connected Americans. Americans connected the dots beforehand and the majority did. Yeah. And by the way, Johnson brought that up yesterday. He goes, look, we've got the public knows who we're going on this and and the other thing they're doing very well is saying, this doesn't mean we're going to impeach him. Because the reporters are like, well, you've got Republicans, and they want him impeached, and they want him impeached, and they want him impeached. Not necessarily. They want him to be damaged. Yeah. Because of this, because they believe it stinks, what went on here. Mm-hmm. And to try to make the argument that Biden was clueless on all of this and gave nothing uh, gave nothing back. Not once, not twice, but numerous times over a decade. And the fact that it was the appearance or the illusion of influence over 10 years is hard to fathom. Yeah. The American public doesn't buy it. Right. And so I think by, as they said, they go, no, we're going through the constitutional process. Doesn't mean at least they, and they were on message yesterday. This does not mean it leads to impeachment. Well, some well, some made. That's not what we're doing. We're doing our constitutional duty. There are questions that we want answered. And this, we believe, will give us more clout to win in court with subpoenas to get these people to testify. We have no idea whether it's going to lead to an impeachment or not. We don't have any goal. Our only goal is the truth. We have no goal of guaranteeing an impeachment. We're simply doing our constitutional process when something appears to violate uh, high crimes and misdemeanors portion of the uh, of of the impeachment process right. of the Constitution, yep. And I went, good. That's good. That's yep. good. Yep. Because I don't think most Repu- there may be some that want Biden impeached. You're always going to find some. I think majority of Republicans want him politically damaged. I I think that's it. I, I and I you know it's. Be- you you tell the story and then you just kind of let it steep. You let it sit right. there for people to, I, I don't know that impeachment is, is the point at this point. Yeah, it could be, it could, there it could, could be, be evidence yes. that comes yeah. about where, but I believe by the time that evidence gets, or if that evidence got to the surface at that point, it would be hard for his own party to defend him. Yeah, I've always thought that the leadership, there may be some Republicans who want to impeach, and I know there are because they've said it. 
I think the leadership wants him politically damaged. They want to yeah. stretch this thing out right, and let it implode and have the, the evidence. Their wish would be the evidence is so damning that he won't resign and his own party turns against him. Right. And if he won't resign, then they win the election. I think this is all based on not not the impeachment, which some would view as winning a battle, but it's winning the election, which is the war. Right. Now I have to read this for you from Axios just because they tell us why it matters. Yeah, which is the only thing I'm really reading <laughs> yes. for. So. It says, Biden's hunter trigger. President feels guilty, sad, angry when son is attacked. Uh, in private, no issue is more likely to anger or sadden President Biden than attacks on his son, Hunter, according to people close to the president who have seen his moods shift when there's bad news about Hunter. Why it matters is what you always get from Max. Yeah, you know, exactly. that question. For Biden, who privately has expressed guilt over Hunter's ongoing legal and political fights, why? Why would he feel guilt? Right. The next year will be emotionally fraught as Hunter faces new criminal charges and will be the center of the Republican-led impeachment inquiry. The 80, And this, this part's probably true. The 81-year-old president has suggested to close associates that if he hadn't run in 2020, Hunter wouldn't be facing criminal prosecutions or be the target of daily stories by conservative media, all while trying to stay sober and rebuild his life. Well, no, it's... In all likelihood, they wouldn't be going after him. Right. Now, the Department of Justice might be going after him. Yeah, there could be a if, you know, if there criminal was, thing. If, if, it's... if Biden didn't uh, run and Trump won, hmm. the Justice Department may have gone after him. Mm-hmm. That might have happened. We don't know. Uh, the ongoing criminal investigation to Hunter Biden has strained President Biden's relationship with his Attorney General Merrick Garland, who appointed a special counsel in August to oversee the federal investigation into Hunter after the prosecutor requested uh, that status. Only a few long-serving aides feel free to discuss Hunter's situation with the president and only at certain moments knowing that it can prompt both fury and dejection from the president. Hmm. Uh, and they go driving the news. They talk about, you know, what he would face in prison if convicted of the three felonies. They say the, also the felony gun charge is, uh, is, uh, is out there. And also saying uh, it's unclear whether the GOP's focus on Hunter will be politically damaging to the president. Well, no, it's not. It's already been politically damaging to the president. Right. The polls show it. But AIDS fear it will be emotionally grueling. President Biden's bond with Hunter is particularly deep and complicated. People close to Biden told Axios. After Bo Biden, uh, Hunter's older brother, died of cancer in 2015, Hunter became the only living person from the 72 car accident that killed Joe Biden's wife and daughter. Joe Biden has clung tightly to Hunter ever since, at times referring to him as my only surviving son. While Hunter was struggling with addictions, particularly from the from 2017 to 2019, after his father left the vice presidency, Current and former aides described Joe Biden as despondent and worried that he had lost both of his sons. Hunter appears to know how the attacks and investigations have affected his father. By the way, it's not the attacks and investigations. It's what Hunter did. Yeah. What they're trying to do is they're trying to kill me 
knowing that it will be a pain greater than my father would be able to handle, and so therefore destroying a presidency in that way. Hunter told musician Moby in a podcast released last week. Okay. Moby's talking politics now. I guess. Did Did he do the one, why don't you kill me? Is that Moby? No. That was Beck. Beck. Yeah, loser. Aren't they the same thing? You might think that. <laughs> yeah. Now Moby is a different person. I know. It's, it's <laughs> <laughs> okay. And that should. statement in and of itself means a lot. I shouldn't have said, are they the same thing? <laughs> person, I should have said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, things could get uglier. I mean, Axios admits this. Even some of Biden's fellow Democrats have expressed concern about Hunter's conduct. Over the weekend, Senator Chris Murphy called the most recent charges legally justified. Ooh, that's tough. It is. If Chris Murphy's a liberal. Yeah. Uh, so it goes, uh, Biden's relationship with Garland, which already, uh, was tense has become more frigid amid Biden's frustration at the lengthy criminal investigation and now prosecution of Hunter by the justice department. People close to Biden have also have fumed at Garland for appointing a special counsel in August, a move at us attorney David Weiss requested after a plea deal with Hunter fell apart. Those close to Biden argue that Garland is trying in vain to satisfy bad faith GOP critics, that's how they would look at it, mm-hmm. and that the special counsel is a way of deflecting a difficult decision under the guise of objectivity. Mm-hmm. One person close to the president compared Garland to former FBI Director James Comey, claiming they both have been obsessed with the appearance of having integrity rather than just trying to make the right decision, a reference to Comey's handling of the Hillary Clinton email investigation. Mm-hmm. So there you go. A um, uh, The GOP's attacks on Hunter have blown up some of uh, Biden's longest political relationships. Biden and Republican Senator Lindsey Graham used to be close friends. Uh, Graham said in 2015, Biden was as good a man as God ever created. Oh, God. Mm. Uh, but today the two almost have no personal relationship because of Graham's investigation into Hunter during the 2020 campaign and since people familiar with the situation uh, told Axios. So Biden believed Graham violated an unspoken rule of the Senate by going after his family in an effort to please then President Trump. That's ridiculous. Graham has argued that Hunter's overseas. They're still trying to make the Bidens as victims here, aren't they? Yeah, no, I mean, that that's, this is that's somehow unjustified. That yeah. You know, poor Hunter, poor Joe. Yeah. And when you see the evidence, you, you yeah. know, when you see. Right. You see what they've got. You're just right. like, wow. Like I said, the 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 fallback position, and I don't even know if they know they're promoting it. The fallback position of the media and the Democrats is that it was the appearance, the illusion of influence. Mm-hmm. That's all that was going on. Right. And so it was Hunter and his brothers over a 10-year period conning all foreign adversaries of the United States. Right. Or most of them foreign adversaries of the United States. And fooling them into believing if they gave them tens of millions of dollars, they would get Joe to do something for them. Joe never did it, 
but they took all that money and they enriched the entire family, which means the entire family was in on Hunter's illegal activities to lie about what his father would do. Yeah. And, and this is apparently is a loving family. Exactly. I, that That's the fallback position Democrats and the media have taken on this. Yep. It's, ins- it's insanity. As if, well, it's, you know, again, the excuse making and, and now you have to, uh, create the emotional effect of poor Hunter, poor Joe. And that really is what they're saying that the family, they're, they're really the bad guys, but they don't understand that they're even making that point. They don't get what they're doing. They, no. There's no self-awareness in this scenario. Well, it's like they're, they're, they're making an analysis on what's going on without getting into the facts that we already know. Right, exactly. They just ignore the facts and just say, well, this is politically motivated. It's unfair. These are the Right, the, the attacks on Hunter. What do you mean? Well, what attacks? Go through point by point, and and if you can prove they're not true, but they won't discuss... The evidence that exists right now, they won't discuss where the dots have been connected. They just, and the media ignores it. Right. Yeah. Right. 866-90-RED-EYE. Lines open for your calls. 866-90-RED-EYE on Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Hurley, and I'm Gary McNamara. All right, government report, the most stressful jobs in 2023. Number one, a urologist. Well. (laughs) Number two, film and video editors. Okay. Number three, uh, let me see. Uh, Judges and magistrates. All right. That's, number number yeah. five, phone operators. Phone, phone, what? Phone op- they still there exist. Aren't any phone operators? <laughs> phone operators. <laughs> the stress is fearing for the job security. I guess. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood One. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on, right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen. <laughs> 